On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The town of Mapleshade, New Jersey, could not be a more idyllic suburban setting. Brick storefronts, single-family homes with big lawns, sprinklers, and kids playing. It's Mayberry, but a stone's throw from the New Jersey Turnpike. Wait to cross East Main Street. Wait. Mapleshade is a suburb of Philadelphia, just across the Delaware River and the New Jersey state line. But don't let these quiet suburban streets fool you. Mapleshade is a strange land, all its own. For at least a couple decades, Mapleshade has become a landing spot for foreign workers. Workers are drawn to booming tech businesses in Philadelphia. So there's a growing global population in a tiny, hyper-local town. But it's not exactly a melting pot. These immigrants have found themselves bunched together in one section of Mapleshade a sprawling apartment complex that's cut off from the rest of town by a commuter highway. And this is where it happened. On the night of March 23rd, 2017, an Indian tech worker opened the door of his apartment and walked inside. He was expecting to be greeted by his wife and son, but instead found them murdered in a most horrific way. Did anybody, like, do anything to them, or are they just not breathing? No, they both are not breathing. I just came from office. It's not anywhere. They both are blood everywhere. Where are they bleeding from? I have no idea. They're not moving at all. I'm Ben Adair, and welcome back to Strangeland. Season 2, Murder in Mapleshade. Episode 1. Nice Town, Friendly People. Strangeland is where crime and culture collide, and justice can get lost in translation. Our case in Mapleshade involves tech workers brought to the United States from southern India, so I'm joined now by reporter and host Tinker Ray. Hey, Tinker, you made it. Hi, Ben. Yes, I did. Traffic wasn't Tinker Ray will be working on this case with me throughout the podcast. I've been a journalist for more than three decades and reported on many shocking stories, mostly in South Asia. But I've never encountered a story like the one we're about to tell you. 
To me, Maple Shade, New Jersey is East Coast Americana in a nutshell. Population, 20,000. Main Street looks like it's ripped straight out of the 1950s. Pink dogwood trees and actual local businesses, not the chain stores you see almost everywhere. Maple Shaders, that's what they call themselves, meet at Maritza's for coffee before going to Gary's for a haircut or getting a prescription filled at Smith Brothers Pharmacy. Lots of churches on nearly every block. Our town motto is nice town, friendly people. This is Pastor Vince McDonald, lifelong maple shader and unofficial historian. Born in 1961, my parents came over that summer before from Philadelphia. I've been serving as a pastor of the church here in town, Emmanuel Baptist Church, for 29 years. And um, in the class of 79, I was awarded the sunniest smile. I didn't win most likely to succeed, best looking. I didn't win any of those. I did get sunniest smile. (laughs) Between the Sunday dinners, baptisms, and weddings, Pastor Vince knows Maple Shade, and he's also a volunteer chaplain for the Maple Shade Police Department. So he knows what goes on beneath the surface, too. So it could be three o'clock in the morning, you get a phone call, hey, we need you. We, we need to go knock on the door and tell this woman that we just found her husband deceased. Or you're called out to a house where the family has found someone overdosed and passed. It was March 23rd, 2017, when Pastor Vince got one of these calls. But this time, the emergency was no accident. 911, where's your emergency? My wife and son are not talking. I'm calling from Maple Shade. I just come from office. They're in the kitchen. They're in the bedroom. Ah, oh, God. Ah. Oh. The man on the call is Hanumantan Nara, or Hanu. He's a software professional from India. His six-year-old son, Anish, and his 38-year-old wife, Sasikala, had been killed in one of the most grisly murders in Maple Shade's history. In Maple Shade, it is a heinous crime that has law-abiding citizens shaking their heads in dismay. The brutal murder of a 38-year-old and her son has shocked the Indian community. The local police... Why? Why is like this little boy and his mom? I don't cry a lot, but I cried that day. I never seen nothing like this with a child getting killed. If you're of another race, other than a white, those crimes kind of get swept under the rug. It's forgotten, and, and nobody is speaking on behalf of the victims. The murders shocked this suburb. But investigators never named a suspect. And then, six years went by. The story died down. The community moved on. And Sasikala and Anish have largely been forgotten. I'm an immigrant to this country. I grew up in India and England. And now I live in Boston. I know what it's like to leave friends and family behind and start a new life far from home. Since I began working on this story, I've thought a lot about the Naras. Sasikala was just 38 when she was killed. 
She had come to the US with her husband Hanu about a decade earlier, moved to Mapleshade in 2008. They came to work in IT at a huge global tech company. They were going to live the American dream, and they had their son Anish a few years later. But their American dream became a nightmare. A mother and wife killed, a six-year-old son violently murdered. And then, for that crime to go unsolved for so long. I'm a mom, I have two kids, and this story is a parent's worst nightmare. Imagine this, the murderer who took everything from you walks away unpunished. You and your son end up buried in a case file that's collecting dust. And the brutal way you were killed becomes the only thing that people remember you for, if they remember you at all. How does a case like this go unsolved, with no arrests and no closure? And can anything be done about it? That's what we're going to find out. And we're going to start our investigation in the exact same place the police began theirs, with that panicked 911 call. 911, where's your emergency? It was just after 9 p.m. on the night of March 23rd, 2017. My wife and son are not talking. I'm calling from 3D Hamilton Road, Mapleshade. I just come from office. In Mapleshade? Yeah, Mapleshade. They're in the kitchen. They're in the bedroom. Oh, oh God. Oh. Well, you got to calm down for me. I need your first name. Hanu. H-A-N-U. This is Hanu. He's just arrived home to his apartment. And what's yeah. what's wrong there? Yeah. Is, and ha- Somebody killed them. Hey. A neighbor comes on the line to describe the scene. A female and a son. Okay. There's blood everywhere. The Naras lived at Fox Meadow, a huge sprawling complex of low-rise apartment buildings in Mapleshade. It's technically in Mapleshade, but it's isolated from the rest of town by a six-lane highway. There's nobody there that did anything? Is there any weapons on there? I, I, I just came from came back from office, and they both are in the bed. They're in the bed? Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second for me, okay? Hanu tells the dispatcher that he's just come home from the office. Both he and Sasikala worked for a tech company with offices all over the U.S. and in India. It's one of the biggest sponsors of H-1B visas, a type of visa for highly skilled workers in the U.S., a lot of those going to Indian nationals. Hanu went into the office, and Sasikala, or Sasi, worked from home. Okay, you're on the line with my medical dispatcher, okay? Yeah. Hi, how many patients are there? Two. Two? Can you look at their chest and tell me if it's rising and falling? No, they're not. I feel that they're dead. Okay, do you want to start CPR? No, you can't. Their throat is slit. Their throat is cut. Okay, all right. We do have help on the way out there. Do you know who did this? I just came back from the office. I'm not even able to see through. Okay, you're asking me the questions which I don't have answers. The call continues until police arrive a few minutes later. They enter the apartment and begin their investigation. That's coming up after the break. When something happens to your car, 
you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When police enter the apartment, they discover the bodies of Sassy and Anish. Both have stab wounds on their faces and hands. Their throats are slashed. Their bodies are laid out in the apartment's single bedroom. You walked into the scene. There was no laughing. There was no banter. There was officers. This is Pastor Vince McDonald again. He's the Maple Shade PD chaplain. So his job was just to help everyone on the scene. At the point I arrived, the EMS were there, but, but, but they knew at that point there was nothing to be done. There was just a shared sense of, I want to say emotion, but really agony. You just felt it. All observations pointed to an exceptionally violent crime. The walls in the apartment complex were thin, which made it seem all the more strange when no one came forward saying they'd heard anything. There was no family member or close friend of the family that, that I'm aware of that came up to me and, you know, asked any, anything. Nobody approached me that was saying, I care about them or I want to give you some information. Personally, I spent most of my time just praying, praying for, for the family, not knowing if they're here, if they're overseas. Sasi and Hanu were from the state of Andhra Pradesh on India's southeastern coast. It's a global tech hub. A lot of people get their start there and then move to IT jobs around the globe. Sasi and Hanu ended up in a very different place than where they're from. They ended up in the Fox Meadow apartment complex. Oh, the complex is huge. Um, it's very big. This is Ray Tucker. He lived at Fox Meadow at the time of the murders, though way on the opposite side of the 1,500-unit complex. He says that Fox Meadow was home to immigrants from all over the world, people who'd come to chase their own American dream. Most of them didn't speak English, so the language barrier was a big block. <laughs> you know, and most people looked at each other like, you know, I, I live here, you live there, and, you know, let's keep it that way. The Naras spoke Telugu, the official language of Andhra Pradesh, and by most accounts, they kept a very low profile. But that changed after news of the murders. When I seen the helicopters flying over and the lights going, and then I went to investigate because I'm also a little nosy, and then you seen the yellow tape. I'm curious to know if the police, like during their initial investigation, if they ever tried to talk to you. This is our reporter, Betsy Shepard. Betsy reported a lot of this story and is our eyes and ears in maple shade. No, the police really didn't talk to anybody that day. There was just a large presence. The prosecutor's office was here. The crime unit, uh, they had a bus that was outside in the complex. And the only thing that they said is if anybody had any information, they were welcome to stop by and talk about it with them. Nobody's going to openly go to a crime unit thing because snitch, snitches get stitches. 
I think it definitely stood out for the area. There's not a lot of murders in Burlington County. This is Brian Woods. He was a reporter for the local paper back in 2017. Brian covered all news in Burlington County, where Mapleshade is located. He arrived at the crime scene in Fox Meadow the morning after the murders. As soon as you turn in, you saw a lot of fans and police presence and stuff. Um, yellow tape up, a lot of neighbors outside just kind of looking around. At that point, the prosecutor's office and the police on the scene were able to confirm that it was a double murder. The police department in Mapleshade is small. Just one station and 34 officers. So a double homicide was way out of its league. The Burlington County Prosecutor's Office ran the investigation. And immediately, they start a process of elimination. They said that there's no evidence of a hate crime. So they were pretty adamant that it wasn't a hate crime, which is such a grisly murder, uh, terrible stabbings. And to be able to rule that out right away, you'd have to think that would mean that it's probably some kind of crime of passion, which is usually what they tell you when you're covering these things. Someone emotionally detached from the victims wouldn't have killed them with such ferocity. And when it comes to crimes of passion, suspicion almost always falls on the partner. Investigators immediately hauled Hanu into the police station and questioned him. In route to station 100 with the prosecutor's office and the caller. But it turns out, Hanu had an alibi. He told investigators that he'd been at an after-work happy hour. He'd been at work, and then at the happy hour, and then he came home. And it must have checked out, because investigators quickly released Hanu. Authorities didn't disclose much about the case. But there was one detail that caught Brian's attention. They said that they didn't rule out that it could have been another woman who did it, which was like an interesting thing to hear. Uh, Most of these crimes are committed by men, so that kind of stands out. Other than that, investigators were staying tight-lipped. And that's when the rumors started. People's minds uh, were going to the possibility that there might have been a hired killer. Following the Indian papers and gossip in newsrooms, stuff like that. Most of the details published about the murders came from Indian media outlets because they were way more invested in the story than the American press. I just don't know if the mother and son had any other family here at all. So all the people that had, like, skin in the game to keep it alive were over there, and that's where all of the family details and stuff were coming from. But eventually, the American and Indian media both stopped covering the murders because there was nothing new to report. Police essentially stopped talking about the case, except for offering a reward and some social media posts. Months after the murders, the FBI stepped in to assist with the investigation, but then never reported any developments. After that, the story and the investigation seemed to have just faded away. Until we start digging into this case. That's coming after the break.
When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I've come to Mapleshade with reporter Betsy Shepard. We're driving through a neighborhood near downtown. And this is a very small town. Lovely white picket fences and lawns. And uh, Mapleshade, of course, is this typical American suburb. We pull into the driveway of a brick Tudor house on a quiet residential street. We're here to talk to Nelson Wiest. Back in 2017, he was the mayor of Mapleshade. This is a blue-collar town, but there are so many non-blue-collars in town, you would never know them uh, because they're not in their suit and tie. They're down-to-earth people that are, are doing well. In 2018, Mapleshade was voted best-tasting water in New Jersey. And before that, it was known mostly just for drinking. Maple Shade back maybe in the 50s uh, was in the Guinness World Book of Records for the most bars in a town. Uh, and people are known for enjoying their adult beverages. Maybe that's why it's so friendly. Well, th- that probably helps. <laughs> that, that, that can mellow you out. We says the town is a great place to live because you can easily commute to Philly or New York City without having to deal with big city crime. There's a motto on our welcome signs, uh, nice town, friendly people. Although there have been a lot of changes in the last 60 years, that still is true. We look into it, and Wiest is right. Crime in Mapleshade is low, averaging about one murder a year, going back to 2000. Other crimes include vandalism, theft, burglary, nothing too major. There is one thing that's changed in Mapleshade over the years. It's demographics. From 2000 to 2020, the Asian population increased by 700%, and the Hispanic population grew by 850%. Can you tell us a little bit about um, when you started to see more immigrants coming into the area, and what are the main communities that have sort of grown and thrived here? I would think that our uh, apartment complexes uh, really drew that. Fox Meadow is our largest. It's right here on Route 73 at the end of this route. 25% of our population for this town is in Fox Meadow. There there are 5,000 people in Fox Meadow. So I think that's what brought... Uh, the, the mix of people in, the influx of people. Fox Meadow is where Sasikala and Anish Nara were murdered. We asked Mayor Wiest what impact the murders had on the town. It was a buzz for a while. But if you're not directly a part of it, then you forget about it. I think that is long over. And I'm certainly not making light of it, but I just don't think it uh, affected the town that much. 
you'd think the double murder of a mother and son would be a big deal, especially in a small town where stuff like that doesn't happen. But apparently, here in Mapleshade, quote, if you're not directly a part of it, then you forget about it. That's what he said. Weiss tells us he's not at liberty to speak any more about the murders because it's an open case and directs us to the Mapleshade Police Department. So we reach out to them with our questions. Hi, is that Gary Goodbye? Who's calling police? Gary Goodbye is the former Mapleshade Police Chief. He oversaw the murder investigation for the police department. Would you be willing to talk to me a little bit about the actual case and maybe tell me, um, you know, uh, about the, you know, about what you had investigated at the time? I'm not at liberty to do that because it's still an open case. It's with the prosecutor's office. So I would recommend strongly you contact somebody from there. And if it wasn't for that, I'd be more than glad to uh, talk to you. But it's still an active case. So that's what we do. We call up the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office. But turns out, they're not talking either. Uh, at the moment, uh, the narrow homicides are an ongoing and active investigation with the Burlington County Prosecutor's Office to include uh, local law enforcement agencies as well as state and federal agencies. We even call up the FBI, and they have the same party line. It's a, quote, open and active investigation, and they won't share any information. Why won't authorities talk to us? Are they holding out, or are they embarrassed about the state of their investigation? How can they not be outraged that whoever did this brutal murder is still out there? Is it because the victims were immigrants with no one advocating for them? Our list of questions is growing, and it seems like nobody's willing to answer them. We quickly realize we're going to have to do our own investigation. We need to track down friends and neighbors of the Naras, and we need to find the woman on the 911 call. She saw what was behind the yellow tape, and she might know what went on behind closed doors. And to find her, or anybody who might know something, we're going to need to do some door knocking. They happened on Hamilton. Here again is former Fox Meadow resident Ray Tucker. And then Hamilton is a very open area. It's at the beginning where the roadway starts. The crime scene was surrounded on all sides by neighbors. Neighbors at home watching TV, neighbors smoking on their balconies, walking their dogs, working on their cars, just outside the Nara's apartment. When you walk out that door, everybody can see you. Everybody. You can't get out of there bloodstained and everything else without someone noticing. But we also come from a community of people who nobody sees nothing. I'm going to mind my own business. It didn't involve me. Is it your belief that somebody knows something and they're not talking? Oh, I believe that a couple people might know something and they're not talking. So that's where we start. We head to Fox Meadow to find these people. That's on the next episode of Strangeland, which starts right now. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. 
But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save 